leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Long ball is going to go for a touchdown. The game's over. Webster Slaughter. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to another pregame edition of the 1085 Gridiron Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I got my co-host, Jack McCurdy, with me. How are you doing today, Jack? Very good, very good. Um, uh, Looking forward to this weekend's game. Looking forward to football across the board. and Looking forward to breaking down this game as well. Yeah, um, it's been a long couple weeks for me. I'm glad I finally have this weekend off. I get to enjoy... Uh, some college football tomorrow. Got a wedding to go to, open bar, which is always wonderful. And Sunday, get to enjoy watching the Browns and Denver Broncos game, which we'll be breaking down here in a second. Um, you know, it's nice to kind of relax after a, a rough couple, couple weeks of work. So uh, let's get into let's get into this right away. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is the injury report. Three Browns have been ruled out for Sunday. Demarius Randall, Eric Murray, Farrell Brown. Uh, Danny Equale, uh, defensive tackle, was placed on IR. Uh, the Browns promoted Steven Carlson from the practice squad to take his spot. Um, as we mentioned on our last podcast, Joe Flacco uh, was ruled out for this Sunday. The Broncos actually placed him on IR. Uh, the starting right tackle, Jawan James, and cornerback Bryce Callahan uh, were both ruled out uh, for the Sunday game. And uh, the Broncos will be starting Brandon Allen, who we'll talk about in a minute. But, Jack, let me go back to uh, Demarius Randall for a second. Uh, are you disappointed with how his season has turned out because he really hasn't been able to get on the field, especially in a contract year where uh, we thought that he was going to play really well with wanting to get paid after the season. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing. I mean, he's missed, I think this will be his fifth game of the year. So obviously we all had high expectations uh, for the secondary coming into the season. Um, we had four caliber starters right there with Greedy and Denzel at the cornerback spot and then Randall and Morgan Burnett and uh, all four haven't been on out on the field much together. And that's disappointing. Um, obviously, you know, Denzel and Greedy just got back last week, had okay games, good games somewhat. Um, and of course, you know, Burnett's been up and down. He's obviously been dealing with injuries as well, but um, 
you know, it's disappointing for Randall because if he would have had another productive season, there's no doubt he was going to get a big time contract in free agency. Now you're looking at it where he will probably take a one year deal, maybe a two year deal, whether with, with the Browns or, um, another team and then hope to cash in. Cause he's still fairly young. He could still get that big time contract here in the next couple years, but he's definitely not going to get it this off season. Um, I know some people have been labeling him injury prone, you know, just because a guy's been injured a couple weeks and it's a muscle injury. If anything, I wouldn't label injury prone on him. I mean, these things happen all the time, but uh, it's just a disappointment because uh, we haven't seen the full strength of our secondary yet this year. And who knows if we're going to at this point, because who's to say another injury won't happen to the other starters. Yeah, and it's been a position of, of weakness on the defense. I would say so the safety position has been uh, the weakest uh, on the defense. So not having him in there doesn't help that. Uh, for when he does play, he's played all right. But, uh, you know, we've talked about being available is the best ability that a football player can have. And when you're not available, uh, you hurt the other 10 guys around you who uh, count on you on somebody who's, has become, I guess you could say he's kind of become a leader of the defense. So uh, hopefully he can get back healthy, get back in the secondary, and down the stretch when uh, with the schedule getting easier, he'll be able to play uh, for the second half of the season and, and really contribute and uh, be the kind of player that we were hoping that he would would be uh, this season. Um, you know, we mentioned uh, Eric Murray and Farrell Brown being out, uh, Danny. Danny Equality being uh, placed on IR. Jack, who of those three players do you think the Browns are going to miss the most? Um, you know, I would probably say Equality because when I see him come on the field, I mean, he's been able to hold it down for the most part at the defensive tackle spot to give guys like Ogan Joby and um, Sheldon Richardson a breather. Uh, Eric Murray's been more inconsistent at the, at the secondary spot when he's had to fill in and Farrell Brown, he's had his flashes as well as a receiver. I mean, he's had a couple catches. He's made some good blocks, especially in the Baltimore game, but I would say quality the most. I know they picked up uh, Eli Anku. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I know they picked him up last week, so I'm sure we'll get a look at him on Sunday. Um, because I don't think they're going to give Joby and Sheldon Richardson a full load now. You still want to keep them healthy just in case we go on a stretch run here coming up. Hopefully we do. But uh, I would say Equality is probably going to be the biggest uh, loss out of those other those couple guys that are out this week. Obviously Equality is out for the rest of the season at this point. Do you feel that Devereaux Lawrence is going to be able to step up and get more percentage of snaps in Equality's absence? You would definitely hope so. I mean, um, you would hope that Lawrence would be able to step up and play a little more. Uh, maybe they kick in Chad Thomas and some more defensive tackle, give him some more run. Obviously, they're going to try to make the most out of that draft pick because uh, he has not panned out so far. He did play some D tackle at Miami, so uh, maybe they give him a bit more time. You know, uh, but we'll see. I, I really hope Devereaux steps up. He was such a uh, highlight to watch in the preseason, and he's been relatively quiet throughout the regular season when he's gotten an opportunity. You know, you, you talk about moving Chad Thomas to 
you know, letting him play inside. You know, there's somebody who they just traded uh, that could have played backup defensive end if you were to kick him aside. But we're not going to go on that rant again. It, it's not uh, worth it at this point. Um, we did mention uh, the starting right tackle for the Denver Broncos, Juwan James, is out. Now, we've run into this uh, multiple times this season, Jack, where uh, you expect the Browns' defensive line to dominate because the opposing offensive line is playing reserve players. We saw it week one with the Tennessee Titans with Taylor Luan being out. Uh, you saw it uh, against Seattle at home. Uh, you know They were missing two starters on that offensive line. But the, the Browns were still not really able to create as much pressure. Do you have confidence that the Browns are going to be able to create pressure with another reserve lineman that's going to be starting for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, you know, this week I actually do. Because, you know, while other teams were able to utilize their tight ends, uh, Denver's missing their starting tight end as well this week. Um, Jeff Hireman, from formerly of Ohio State, he's out. Uh, they have Noah Fant, who was their number one pick. He'll step up into the starting role this week. Um, so you definitely hope so. And the Broncos' offensive line has not been that well this year. It's definitely one of their um, weaknesses. Uh, we talked about it on Wednesday's episode. Uh, Garrett Bowles has been bad as the left tackle, which is unfortunate for Denver. And it should play well for Cleveland on Sunday. Um, with their poor offensive line, you got to hope Cleveland's pass rush steps up and has a monster game. It makes Brandon Allen and the rest of that offense very uncomfortable. Uh, but you know, like Vic Fangio and that coaching staff have kept it competitive for them despite the two and six mark this year. So you got to think that they are going to scheme this up well enough to limit the Browns pass rush and hopefully for their sake, they give Brandon Allen some time to make some throws. Now for the Browns sake, hopefully, you know, Steve Wilkes attacks this weakness and the pass rush unleashes what we saw in the preseason. And we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of miles Garrett, but, and Olivier Vernon starting to catch on, but, you know, hopefully you see all of it come together and they just dominate the way that teams have dominated our offensive line so far through the first seven games. Yeah, the the Denver Broncos line has, has really struggled, like you talk about, through um, the first half of the season. They are tied for third with the most offensive holding penalties with 16. So I, I would tend to think that if you can force Denver – uh, you know, you have a lot of guys that are really good pass rushers. You know, like we talked about, Miles Garrett, uh, Olivier Vernon, who played a better game last week. You know, Richardson can get in there, and so can Ogadrobi, uh, among some other guys. So, if you can get in there, force some holding penalties, get these guys into, you know, second and long, third and long, with the guy who's never thrown a, a ball in an NFL game before, uh, with Brandon Allen. I really think this defense uh, can. can uh, be very successful this week. And, you know, the, the Broncos, I think, with Brandon Allen starting this week, are, are going to want to run the football. And if you're able to force them in, into those second-along, third-along situations to where they have to throw, it's really going to be a, a huge win for the Browns defense. No doubt. But they do that. You know, the Browns defense is really going to have to focus on 
the Denver skill players. Cortland Sutton has emerged. He is becoming a star wide receiver. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't have a good quarterback to throw to him. Uh, Flacco has struggled at times. Obviously, uh, he's been sacked a lot, uh, but he has been able to connect with Sutton. 39 catches, 636 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you mentioned the running game. Royce Freeman, Phillip Lindsay, a solid one-two punch. Um, it seems, though, no matter who's running uh, Denver's uh, scouting department, they find these running backs in the middle to late rounds or even undrafted like Phillip Lindsay. So there is talent on that side of the football. Um, it's just a matter of are they going to be able to be effective with a essentially a rookie quarterback in Allen uh, with all the weapons surrounding him. Yeah, let's talk more about Brandon Allen. You know, we mentioned that uh, he has not thrown a pass in an NFL game uh, so far in his career. Um, how? What do you think the best way is for this Browns defense to confuse him? Do you, do you want to go after him with pressure? Or, like we said, do you want to focus on a rug game and force him to beat you with his arm? Um, in this case... Because, you know, what's a quarterback's best friend? Turn into your back and seeing that you have that running game. So I would actually focus on trying to shut down Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Um, they've been dominant when they run the ball. They both average over four and a half yards per target or per touch, whether it's running the ball or as a receiver. Uh, so I would look to shut them down because uh, they're not, and you do that. I mean, uh, essentially, with that poor offensive line in front of him, Allen's not going to have a lot of time to throw. I would still throw in some exotic blitz packages and really try to rattle him early because he's not used to facing a pass rush like this. You know, he hasn't seen anything like this since college. And he came out of the SEC, so he had to face some tough defenses during his time at Arkansas. So, obviously, that's going to get to him. But if they can shut down... Lindsey and Freeman, then there's no doubt that the Browns defense is going to rattle Allen and force him to make some mistakes. And then hopefully our defense can capitalize on that and thus the offense capitalize on it and score some touchdowns. Yeah, you know, this this Browns offense is not going to have an easy week this week. You know, the Broncos defense is really good. Vic Fangio, who they brought in here, uh, or Endeavor, who they brought in, um, you know, as a defensive guy, has, has really kind of excelled so far this season. Uh, the Denver Broncos are fourth in yards allowed per game with only 304 and a half. Uh, they're only allowing uh, 19 points per game. Um, they're allowing 110 yards on the ground per game, and they're only allowing 195 passing yards a game. So, the, the Browns' defense or Browns' offense is going to have a challenge, and this Browns' offense has been facing uh, tough challenges all season on and off the field. You know, we talked about the thing that went on uh, with Baker Mayfield in the media this week, and that's one of the off-the-field things. On the field, they've tried to integrate all these different pieces into this offense as well as flipping around offensive linemen to – get the best five guys out there in order to protect Baker Mayfield. So, Jack, if you're Freddie Kitchens, Todd Bunkin, what is your game plan going into Saturday afternoon at Mile High Stadium against the Denver Broncos? 
you got to stop the Broncos pass rush. I think that is the biggest thing. Um, you know, with a new defensive coordinator and a new defensive scheme, you know, the Broncos defense has kept chugging. You know, Von Miller, he's 30 years old, has been in the league almost a decade. He's still getting after it. They lost Bradley Chubb uh, early in the season to a torn ACL. Guys like Demarcus Walker and Derek Wolf have stepped up, and they each have four sacks along with Von Miller. Yeah, this team has 17 sacks as a whole, so that's the one thing. They're still getting after the quarterback, so the Browns are going to have to scheme up offensively to make sure to keep Baker upright because this pass rush will get after him. As you know, as bad as the offensive line has been plagued to be, the numbers say they, they haven't been as bad. Uh, at times they have been, but more le- more times than not, it's that Baker's not getting the football out and he's, you know, rolling out, trying to scramble to and trying to extend a play. And that's been the downfall of the offensive line. They've given Baker the time to throw. He's just not executing it. So, uh, but you're going up against a tough defense from top to bottom, from up front to the secondary. So it's an order on the offensive line, but also on Baker Mayfield to get the ball out quickly to his playmakers and you know find ways to move the ball, move the chains, and uh, get into an opportunity to put points on the board. Uh, you saw Chris Harris talking to the media this week, and he said uh, that he wants uh, Odell Beckham, and that's who he's going to get this weekend. Do you feel – that Odell can have success against this Broncos defense and Chris Harris? No doubt. I mean, Odell Beckham's a top five wide receiver, and he even admitted that him and Baker are still working on their chemistry, their timing. I know a lot of people will turn around and say, well, you should have been at OTAs, you should have been at mini camps, but, you know, everybody's still trying to get into a rhythm, obviously. The Browns haven't been in a rhythm offensively outside of Nick Chubb, who's third in the NFL in rushing. Um, so, I think Odell can definitely get after it. It's just a matter of can he get open, and when Baker throws him the football, can he catch it? Uh, that's the one downside to Beckham this year is there's been times where Baker's gotten him the football and Odell hasn't hauled it in. So uh, it's up up to him, obviously, but I think he can definitely uh, go toe-to-toe with Chris Harris and uh, win that matchup. Are you like me and feel that this week should – uh, be another heavy dose of Nick Chubb. I know they have Kareem Hunt back, coming back next week, but uh, I think that they can really control this game if you're able to utilize Nick Chubb in both the running and the passing game and you know just control the time possession, control the line of scrimmage, impose their will on the defensive line with uh, run blocking that was much better last week after making the switch from uh, Greg Robinson to uh, – McRae. No doubt. And that's the weakness of the Denver Broncos defense. They are 19th in the NFL and rushing yards allowed uh, 11th in rushing touchdowns. They've only given up six, but they also give up 4.1 yards per carry. So when I look at this, I think if you're going to win, that's how you win. You win up front. And while Denver does have a tough defensive front, like you said, uh, the run blocking was good. That's what Justin McRae is good at. And I think this is setting up to where this is going to be the Browns offense down the stretch. You have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt coming back next week. Those are two of the, I would say, 10 most talented running backs in the league when everybody's active on the field. 
um, across the league. So I think this is setting up to where this that needs to be the strength of the Browns offense. You run the ball, it's going to open things up in the passing game, and that's when Baker Mayfield's going to be able to attack, and that's when guys like Landry, Beckham, Najoku, once he comes back, Higgins, once he gets back involved in the offense, and Callaway, um, if the running game is going and what we expected to be with Nick Chubb and once Kareem Hunt's back, the Browns offense, I think, can be successful if they lean heavily on that running game. Oh, you know, there, there's been a lot of talks this week of, you know, the, the schedule getting easier, but, you know, that's been going on for a while. But, you know, we're finally at this part, and, you know, the last nine games look promising in terms of, uh, you know, making a little bit of run and, and making a potential playoff push. Jack, what I want to ask you is, is this Sunday an absolute must-win for the Browns? If they lose this, are they eliminated from the postseason? I, I truly think so. I think this is a this is a season breaking type of loss if they lose to the Denver Broncos, who is coming in with a essentially a rookie quarterback and you know a team that's two and six right now. You know this is the crossroads for both teams right now. Denver's two and six. The Browns are two and five. If either team wins, this could be a momentum builder. And if they lose, it could pretty much signal the end of the season. You know, Denver's looking at, they need to start looking at their young guys. They need to start looking at who's going to be a part of this team moving forward. Obviously, Brandon Allen's not the answer. The answer is waiting in the wings. Drew Locke is getting ready to make his return and essentially make his NFL debut. They want to see what they have in him. And we all know about the Browns. You know, the the hype train was strong during the offseason. Um, you know, they while they have a easy schedule, and I use air quotes when I say that, you know, they have a tough Denver defense this week. They play a tough Buffalo team next week. Uh, Pittsburgh is starting to hit their stride. So they're going to be a tough team. Um, Arizona looks tough. You know, they do have to play Miami Cincinnati twice, and then they get Baltimore again. And we know Baltimore is beatable because obviously the Browns did it a few weeks back, but this is definitely a must win because they need to start learning how to win. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that's wrong with this franchise is they don't know how to win and they don't know how to handle winning once they do start winning a game or two. So this is definitely a must win. And if they don't win, uh, you obviously know what's going to happen just based on history here in, in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Chain, the talk of change is going to start again. And there's already people done with Freddie Kitchens. There's people done with Baker Mayfield that noise is going to get louder if they don't win on Sunday. So if they win, some of the stuff that's gone on in the last week or two will be put to rest. But if it doesn't, if they lose, the noise is only going to get louder and louder. Well, Jack, give me your prediction for this game. Do the Browns win on Sunday? I don't see how the Browns don't win this game on Sunday. It is, and the, the, it's the perfect storm for a win. You have you're facing a team that's vulnerable. You have the weight of the world on this team's back, and you have all these guys in that locker room saying to the world, "It's put up or shut up time." Baker's essentially said it. Odell Beckham said it. Joel Batonio said it. Everybody's saying it, and I truly think that they know that they need to go out and win this game. I feel like a lot of guys are pissed off, and I think they're going to take it out on Denver. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. 
but I truly think the Browns are going to win. I say the Browns are going to, the final score is going to be 17 to 13. I think Baker Mayfield has a good game. I think this defense has a monster game against Brandon Allen and that poor Broncos offensive line. And I think our offense does just enough to win this game. I could see Nick Chubb going for another 125 to 150 yards and being the X factor of this game. But I truly think the Browns are going to win. And <sighs> Anthony, I'm going to do it. They are going to be my lock of the week, too. I'm going with lock of the week with the Browns. You know what? I, I, I hate you right now because that was totally going to be my lock of the week. I, I had this whole speech planned out for it and, and whatnot, and I, I was going to take them as my lock of the week, but you, you really threw me off with that one. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm really confident that they're going to win this someday. Uh, I think after all the stuff that's gone on in the media this past week, you're going to get a team that's super focused. Um, you know, when they played Seattle, I, I haven't seen them that focused this season. And they were really focused that game. It, it just turned out that it, it didn't, uh, you know, they didn't pull a, a victory out in that one. Uh, but I, I think they're going to come into this game on Sunday really focused, uh, ready to go. Uh, I'm with you with Nick Chubb. Uh, I think he's going to have 100-plus yards, uh, probably closer to maybe closer to 150 uh, total yards uh, between running and catching. Uh, he's going to be the, the complete X factor for this game, and, and hopefully um, he's able to, to carry us to a, a win this week. And maybe Odell or Jarvis finds the end zone uh, this week. Uh, I, I would put money on it, but uh, I, I think that running the ball is really going to be the, the key victory for the Browns winning this one. And uh, I think that. The, the Denver offense is really going to struggle uh, with Brandon Allen in there. So my final score prediction is going to be Browns 27, Denver 10. I think that the, the Browns are going to control this one start to finish. And um, I, I guess I will also make them my lock of the week, even though you completely stole my thunder and – uh, snuck them out right before I did. That's okay. That's that's what I do. I steal your thunder all the time. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's right. Um, before we get on out of here, Jack, is there anything else you want to discuss? Not at all. All right. You guys can follow Jack on Twitter at jmccurryCLE. You can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyJokey, J-O-K-I. Uh, be sure to follow our website on Twitter at the Dogland. Uh, that's where you would find the, the feed from this show as well. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We absolutely appreciate it. With all that uh, and the Browns being the lock of the week this week, hopefully we're having a victory podcast sometime Sunday night. And as always, and most importantly, go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. 
ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.